This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Let's think about the sword. The sword isn't just isn't just a sword in your hand, a double-bladed weapon of war. The sword gives us the perspective and the idea of a mindset going into life's troubles. The sword represents force. The sword represents the world's mode and method of winning battles and winning victory. The sword. Look what the Bible says in verse 47. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude. Now when we look at this passage of Scripture, what did Judas and the chief priests and the elders and the people, what had they decided to do? Now Jesus had really messed up their plan. He had made and shown how empty their religion was. Jesus had proven that if they were to follow him, their earthly power would not have the same substance. And these people, instead of choosing the cup, they chose the sword. Now the first thing we see as we think about the sword is that they went to get Jesus with a great multitude. I want you to know something about the mindset of secularism, the mindset of humanism, the mindset of the flesh. The mindset of the flesh is, if you're going to have victory, you must have a great multitude. We're looking for majority rule. If only we had majority rule, then we could have victory. You're looking for popular opinion. If only somehow we could have the popular opinion, then certainly we could have victory. But I want you to know something. You do not need the majority in order to get victory with God. I want you to think about this with me for just a minute. God is always a majority. The creator of the universe in opposition to the whole universe is still a majority. When you rest in the Lord, I and God are always a majority. You see, we have this idea and we get so defeated and deflated and burdened when we think our sword is not effective because we do not have the great multitude. But quite honestly, how much power did this multitude have over Jesus? Zero. I want to encourage you to do something. When you start to become discouraged by politics or discouraged by Vain imaginations. When you become discouraged because it doesn't seem like there's a great multitude or that popular opinion lines up with God's word, do not be discouraged because you do not need, when you are bearing the cup, you do not need the sword. God's will trumps it all. God's will overpowers majority rule. The sword, it's so easy for us to get confidence in our sword and if we could only have majority or popular opinion then certainly we could win the victory but I'll just have you know something God's people do not need the majority we do not need a great multitude look what else the Bible says this multitude came with Judas in verse 47 
Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude with swords and staves. What did they have in their hands? They had swords and staves. Do you know what they were going to do that day? They had it in their mind that somehow, if they needed to, they would use force to get what they want. Folks, I'll have you know something. That's not how God works. We don't have to have force in order for God to get the victory. If you try to fight with a carnal weapon, you're going to end up with a carnal result. We think I've got to have a stronger force. I'll tell you, there's lots of people who like to use fear. What was the purpose? You've got a multitude of people with swords and sticks in their hands. Why do you think they were carrying swords and sticks? They wanted to intimidate. Now, God does not use intimidation. By the way, Christian people should not use fear and scare tactics in order to make people subservient to God. God is not looking to enlist slaves. God is looking to invite and adopt children. My faith is not something that should reign in terror over the lives of people. My faith is something that sets people free as they rest in the promise and care of a loving God who calls you his children. Now look, the sword, what's the sword do? The sword brings fear. The sword brings force. The sword brings threatenings. God does not need any of these to secure victory. He doesn't need great multitudes, swords and staves. What else did they come with? Look, the Bible says in verse 47. They came with swords and staves from where? The chief priests and elders of the people. Now, I want you to know something. This mob, they came with with their chest pumped out, and they had the ultimate sense of arrogance and power and authority. You know why? Because there was a bunch of them. Now, this is how foolish people get. They thought, well, we've got a whole bunch of us. There's a multitude of us. Not only is there a bunch of us, but every last one of us has got a big stick or a sword. (laughs) Nothing's going to get us down. And I'll tell you what else. We come with all the force and power and authority of the chief priests and elders of Israel. You know what they thought? They thought because there's a bunch of us and we've got weapons and we're scary looking and we have political backing, then nothing can stand in our way. Were they right or wrong? You know, for a moment they experience a temporary sense of victory because Jesus doesn't put up a fight. Jesus goes through with the trials and mockings according to the word of God. Jesus hangs on the cross and pays the price for our sins. But I want you to know something. All of their feeble efforts, no matter what type of sword power they had, no matter what type of fleshly power and authority they carried, they did not win the victory because victory in this world and victory for us cannot be won simply by the power of the sword. The sword loses its authority. Once it steps outside the realms of the human flesh. And I want you to know something. Every last one of us 
are the children of God, created in the image of God. And we are eternal spiritual beings. And we must not separate that from our day-to-day life. The sword. They came with the sword in their hands. And they said, just because we've got the backing of the politicians and we've got the power of the sword and we've got the emphasis of the multitude, they thought, boy, we got this in the bag. But I want you to know something. On every hand, they failed. And if you bear up the sword, you'll fail too. And if you trust in the sword, you'll find it empty and cold. The sword. Look what the Bible says in verse 48. Fear and faithlessness and worldliness led Judas to sword-like actions. Look what the Bible says in verse 48. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. Verse 49. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Do you know what the sword forces us to do? The sword forces us to do things that are terrible, like betrayal and deceit. Now, what did Judas do? Judas had already sold out Jesus. He claimed to be a disciple. He'd already sold him out to the, to the leaders. Judas, not only did he sell him out, but Judas also led the way. And the way he chose to betray Jesus is just beyond imagination. He says, I'm going to go and I'm going to kiss the man that you need to arrest. (laughs) Betrayal. Deceit. By the way, if you get to the place where you're depending on earthly power, like the majority, political power, weapon power and fear and force, when you begin to depend on the weapons that are carnal, guess what you get? You are forced to live a life that is full of deceit and dishonesty and betrayal. You see, it's just a fact. I say it kind of lightly, but there's so much truth to it. But honest politician, what do you think about that? Now, quite frankly, I'm praying for our politicians. I'm praying for our government. I'm thankful for it, and I must submit in a lot of ways. And I must be one of the best citizens that there are as a child of God. But I want you to know something. My confidence is not in the federal government, the state government, the local government. My confidence is not in the sword. My confidence is in the cup. My trust is in the Lord. Because it is God that must meet my needs. What did Judas do? Judas did what all people who trust in the sword do. He began to trust in secondary earthly means in order to get what he wanted. And it required him and forced him to be dishonest and disloyal. He took the sword. What else did Judas do? Look what Judas did. Judas planned this. Now, this is, this is wild to me, but I think about it, and it, it hurts my heart. The Bible says in verse 30 and 48, Jesus is, I mean, Judas, Iscariot, is speaking to the multitude. He says, all right, boys, here's what's going to happen. I'll give you a sign. 
Whoever I kiss, that's who he is. What did he do? He planned. What did he plan to do? He planned to use deceit and betrayal. Folks, I want you to know something. It's easy in our in our lives. We can look at our look at our finances and we plan with deceit and betrayal. We can look at our situation. We've done something wrong and we plan to use deceit and betrayal to get ourselves out of the trouble. We can we plan to use deceit and betrayal to cover up our lies and our shortcomings, but I want you to know something. That's the wrong way to go. What did Judas do? He planned. He planned to use deceit. I want to encourage you to do something. Judas took the sword. Don't take the sword. Take the cup. Trust the will of God. Live a life that's full of honesty, integrity, and uprightness. You'll be so glad you did. You say, if I'm honest about that, I don't know what... You don't have to know what happens because when you take the cup, you take it out of your own hands and you give it to God. And God is working things together for your good. Plan on righteousness. Plan on obedience. Plan on decency. Plan on honesty and integrity. Plan on using character as opposed to deceit. Judas, he took the cup. Do you know what else the sword does? The sword drives us and leads us to foolish notions. The sword, what did they think? I I can't help but think about that multitude as they were making their way to get Jesus. I remember as a kid, I was probably, I don't know, I was probably in the third or fourth grade and some big kids, they must have been sixth graders, stopped by my house one day. And my mother allowed me to walk down the street with them. Now, these were the kids that I had been watching. I'd watched them in the halls of the elementary school, and they were big. And they were special, and they played on the basketball team. And I remember my mom allowing me to walk down the street with this group of kids that were bigger than me. Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.